Welcome to the Monday Night Bible Study Podcast, where we explore deep and we explore wide in chapters of the Bible. And I'm not going to say that we're a big deal, but... <laughs> Do you just say we basically have a podcast? I, no, that's what Brian said. Okay, we do have a podcast. No, he said we do. It, it's oh, more of a recording reason. on a podcast. <laughs> yes, we record and then I post it just for people to listen in case they... And there just it. happens to be a, a dramatic intro to it, but... I mean, you know... <laughs> I think we're at 29, 29 views. On the cusp of yeah. blowing up. 29, 29 plays, <laughs> sorry, not views. Among all the recordings? Yeah, like all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's really not that many. Yeah, exactly. COVID hit just one person and look where it went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So anyways, uh, how we roll is we'll start, we'll just do a praise and prayer. So everyone just go around and share a praise from the week and then a prayer request of the week. Uh, and then somebody will pray for us. And then we will uh, open up. We're working through Romans. So we're at the last half of Romans 8 today. That's where we're at. So. Okay, let's see what we got. Today is 6-22-20. And this is our 10th time in Romans. Number 10. So let's see what we got. Last week, uh, Ruth prayed week 9. Brian prayed week 8. Hold on, am I counting that right? Yep, that's eight. Week eight. Uh, Brooke prayed week seven. Garrett was week six. Casey was week five. Jen was week four. Scott was week three. Megan was two. Brooke was one. So, either Megan, Garrett, new Garrett, <laughs> new Garrett, or Nicole or no, Grant. No, I'll take it. You'll take it? Don't make that. It's all right. It's a lot of pressure. First time. I like pressure. <laughs> All right, well, Megan's got it tonight. Okay, Brian, let's kick it off with you, shall we? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, praise. Good week in general. Uh, had the week off due to furlough, so um, got to uh, redo some of my things in my kitchen, so finally got a dishwasher installed. Nice. Got a new new faucet and everything, had that all. Nice done painted the cabinets so got a lot of wow. got a lot of things a lot. done yeah hung out with my parents the whole time so so that's Good. praise yeah prayer um so yeah with with the furlough this is my first today was my first day back so just uh did that go okay yeah it went all right um but just kind of you know prayer dead just throughout the week just for work it might be a little hectic trying to get back into the swing of things and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, trying to fix everything that was broken over a week. <laughs> sure. Okay, Grant, for you, praise and prayer. Uh, praise, I would have to say, I think it was really nice to be able to go back to church first time yeah. in three months. Was it? Was yesterday your first time back? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, huh? So, yeah, I have a lot to be thankful for, but that was probably... Um, Sweet. I want to just hit home probably the most. Yeah, so totally. Um, prayer, um, probably just to get back into the routine of, um, you know, establishing, like, good devotional time and sure. making that a priority, um, yeah, just getting, getting that routine down again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could all echo that and one way shape or form 
Nicole, how do you spell Nicole? Uh, no H. So N-I-C-O-L-E. All right. Um, so I guess praise. Um, last week, one of my good friends was able to come over and we were able to hang out and go kayaking and just oh, nice. have fun. So where'd you go kayaking? Um, we, we actually we went to Wrightstown because I had to go to Ashcrash to borrow my siblings' oh, okay. kayaks. <laughs> 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 so we stayed down there. But no, but that was um, that was super fun just to hang out with her and see her because yeah, it's been too long. Oh, and fun. then um, for prayer uh, tomorrow. I'm taking all my middle school girls on a camping trip. Whoa. Um, so for Sweet. night. Yes. So <laughs> it should be fun. Thankfully, it seems like the Lord is holding off the rain because it's been like on and off. Um, so I get just prayer for no rain and two, like just a good time to encourage them mm -hmm. and their devotion time. And yeah. How, totally. how long is it? Uh, just one night. So. Okay. Just one. Yep. Sweet. Wow. Jen. the studies that, that he okay, good. been wondering about. So nobody, it doesn't sound like anyone, none of the ecology teams sounds like it's going to be like, that they're expecting that this is just going to suddenly like take off and cure everything, but they're hopeful that it might at least be able to slow down stuff in the organs to prolong okay. the... Is that based out of Chicago? It's actually in Iowa City. So, okay. But, All right. So he'll that... Like that. Oh, I have no idea where that is in relation to Chicago. Like, is that it's, a pretty long It's like three or four hours from mm -hmm. where they're okay. at. So it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse. And the other study that he was supposed to get on um, would have been like hospitalization, like indefinitely. And, mm -hmm. and this is just like injection, observation, and then he goes home and just continues with his immunotherapy. Praise so, God. yeah. So Sweet. we'll see what's, okay. what becomes of that. But just thankful for awesome. a next step at least. Um, and then. Good. <clears throat> where I guess I would just echo Grant's request just like with normal life starting to start back up again mm -hmm. all of that extra time that was there during quarantine to spend in the word is harder to find so um, just prayer for discipline in that mm -hmm. okay keep this spelling bees okay <laughs> G-Man what you got sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> uh, the uh, service yesterday was really encouraging uh, for me. Um, I had heard a breakdown of adoption to that level, I think, in quite some time, if ever. So just a number of ways that was really encouraging in the midst of life circumstances and things of that nature. Um, on the prayer front... I'll I, pay you the five bucks later. And... <laughs> 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 uh, on the prayer front, I'm I'm still still looking for a job. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of different decisions that come along with that, and um, there there are still days where things are really difficult mentally and emotionally for me. Um, mm -hmm. So just trying to walk through that and stay grounded in truth. Any possible leads yet, or? Um, maybe, but, uh, I'm not sure yet. Okay. All right. Scott, for you. I think my praise would be 
So it's obviously like sad for me that Brooke's gone, but and obviously praise of like um, just where we where we've the point we've gotten to like her and I. But I think that my biggest praise would be um, as like God seems to keep doing like showing me like why she was in my life and the, like the timing uh, that God had in the last three months that she was here couldn't have been more critical. Obviously, it was great and everything and like all the worldly things. But like, um, looking back on it, I really needed her here, and like, and she definitely came through um, spiritually as like a spiritual um, asset to me the last couple months. So um, I was just thinking about that. So praise for that instead of being all sad that she's gone. <laughs> I'll do that for you. <laughs> um, and then because uh, she starts tonight, right? Well, she had it was more like an something admin she had to get done today but yes she, yeah she's okay. starting now um his girlfriend's down in south carolina doing travel nursing so and then uh a prayer is i have a coworker who just had a child and that's a huge praise but i i just pray that god lets him um, kind of use the time off of work and the child itself to kind of um think about like what really matters in life and because he needs it uh he, he yeah. really needs it he needs a, a break he needs to like focus on something other than work and just like yes family and, and kind of uh the blessing that he has just received so i just pray for that for him yeah i'm sure and garrett for you oh uh, yeah a praise for me would be um last thursday at ultimate that was the first time i was actually able to interact and like hang out with students from Spring Lake Church, so the mm -hmm. first time I was actually able to hang out with students at my new job yet, and so that was really encouraging and really fun, um, and just a really good time just to get to know them, and yeah, it just felt really good to get back in the swing of things. Totally. Um, <clears throat> a prayer would be, um, so starting up a process of um, credentialing, and li credentialing and licensing within um, my denomination, it's a lot of reading right now. It's really dry and it's all church history and it's overlapping a lot and so it's really boring and we'll just pray for like um just to get it done just to put my nose in the grindstone and just work mm -hmm. okay megan for you um i would say um let's say today um today i had another Appointment. Um, I'm pregnant. For those who don't know, I'm not just fat. Um, <laughs> we're all. Really <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing. Man. Um, and and everything like from her perspective is just going super well. So I remember like the first appointment we had with her. She told me like she told us I don't know if I can wish you congratulations. And today she's like I'll see you in nine weeks. You're doing great. Mm. And she's taking off me off most of my medication. Um, awesome. Yeah, we are. I'm just in awe of God, and and we even got to talk. She's a believer too, so we got to talk about that today, and just seeing like, like we know that God worked a miracle, like through even through my doctor. So we're. Yeah, I'm just so thankful. So that's my praise. Um, and then I would say, um, well. I'm going to cheat and do two. So um, I would say Shania, we can pray for her. She just has, she's now having to work like 
12-hour days because of this, like, COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. And she, like, could possibly be exposed, so she has to, like, quarantine at home, and it's, like, all just a mess. So, um, and, and I'm really sad because it's her birthday on Wednesday, and, she, and we're going to have her over, and she can't see anyone right now. So what does she do? Important. She works at Fox Communities Credit Union as a, she's, like, a floating teller manager. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so we can just pray for her and just that God would just encourage her. She's, she's already just doing great and putting her hope in the Lord, but, um, just pray for her. And then, and then also, um, we're taking our teens to Salt Lake City on Saturday. So just pray for us. And, um, I think specifically just trying to figure out what I should and shouldn't do and just like wisdom in that and like when to push it and when to not push it and when to sleep. Teams are being loud and you're not so just all that. Okay. Casey. Yes. Uh, praise. There's a lot to there's a lot to praise. Um, Leah, who's not at the group tonight, she is looking at looking for a job and she might be moving away. But this week she actually got a job offer from Dr. Phillips, school administrator at Bay City, where we go to church and it's something that kind of came from nothing and, and so that's a, I'm just praising God for that that he's able to take make be that you know way maker if you will um prayer just uh just the the whole why I'm not even there is is kind of partly part of it because uh at the end of church yesterday um Leah wasn't feeling that great. Her parents were concerned that it could be COVID, it could not, but I'm just being smart and not gonna come. But that's obviously incredibly frustrating um, just because of everything that comes along with it. So she's feeling a lot better, but my parents are also, I'm going to see my parents soon this week and they're immune compromised. And so they have also mandated that I can't um, be out and about. So it's killing me inside, but that's very request. I just have my mental uh, focus for the next few days sure. as I kind of quarantine-ish. So. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to take it with the right attitude. Sure. All right. And then for me, praise, I don't know, I feel like the whole week was good. <clears throat> like ultimate Tuesday and Thursday was really good, and like getting back into that, and weather's been nice. Thankful for the summertime. Mission trips coming up. Like stuff at church has been going pretty well with church small groups going on. So oh, it's just been really good. And even thankful, probably like a specific thing, because I've been working on my master's for three years now, and people are always asking like how that how that goes. And I've said every time, and it happened again. Like whenever church stuff gets really busy, I don't have any school things do and whenever school gets busy church dies down so like i had unexpectedly busy the past two weeks at church but i didn't have it was like right in between when my one class ended and my next class starts and then now like everything's set to go for the mission trip i'm pretty much done and my class started today so like the whole three years it's been perfect like church is really busy school is not church is pretty slow school is really busy so just the way that God's worked out has been pretty cool. And I saw that again this week. I'm like, I can't believe it happened again. Like, the timing has been absolutely perfect. So thankful for those little things. And then prayer request would be the mission trip. So just pray for safety. Uh, just it would be a profitable time. 
Uh, I like the. It's going to be a fun group of teams that we're taking, and so I guess that would be <clears throat> impactful. And times with the teens would be. I mean, similar to going on a camping trip. You got you're with them for nine days, so trying to really invest and mm-hmm. that would be profitable in that way. So. What are you guys doing there? Uh, so we're partnering with a church out there. Uh, they kind of structure it like so. It works out pretty well that they, mm-hmm. so like they have other youth groups come. So it's almost mm-hmm. like a camp but mission trip. So like other youth groups come, and then they have like you know a few sessions during the week. But otherwise, it's you doing canvassing, work projects, kind of mm-hmm. doing like evangelism in the parks. So, so it's a pretty wide variety of stuff. Learning some of the history, like interacting with Mormonism out there, and mm-hmm. so it's a good like wide variety of stuff, which is like is what I like. You get kind of a little taste of taste of everything. So. So we leave Saturday morning, and then we'll get back the following Monday. So, which means we'll have to talk about small group and what Monday nights will look like for the next two weeks. So, so anyways, G-Man, there's still a spot open if you want to come on Saturday. We got two seats open. <laughs> Casey, you too. You got this, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Megan, why don't you take it away, and then we'll jump into Romans eight. Father, we, um, we just come to you and just thank you, um, even as um, some of us heard on um, heard yesterday, God, we thank you that you are our Father and someone who really does delight to care for us, and um, even as we'll read today, that, um, that if you've given us your only Son, um, how would you not give us everything else that we need, Father? So we just... As we come to you with these requests and even these praises, God, we recognize that you are just so good to us and care for everything in our life and are giving us um, the best that we could have, um, even when it doesn't always look the best that we would want, God. So um, so we just, um, as we pray to you, God, we just pray that your will would be done and that we would trust in you, um, the, the one who really does have um, our good in mind. So, um, God, we just thank you for um, just a, a good week off for Brian, God, even amidst really challenging circumstances of being furloughed and um, just um, just an uncertain time. God, we, we do thank you for all the things he was able to get done and even for the provision of um, unemployment, God. And um, we thank you for just more time with his parents and, and just um, hopefully a time to rest as well. And um, God, we do pray for his time back at work and that you would just um, help him amidst um, just hectic circumstances and that you would just give him patience as he corrects mistakes and um, ultimately, God, that um, that they wouldn't, um, his team would notice that there was a light missing this week. So, um, God, we just pray for his, um, really his, his testimony there as well and that um, that they would see you through him. And God, we, um, we just thank you for bringing Grant here. We thank you for bringing him um, even if it might be for a short time in an in- internship, we hope not, but, um, God, we thank you for bringing him to our group and, um, especially for his, um, first time being able to be back at church since, um, all of this um, COVID outbreak happened. God, we, um, we all echo that, that we are just so thankful for the church, um, and, um, even for this time to make us more thankful for, um, the family that you've blessed us with, God. So, um, yes, God, we just thank you for that. And, um, God, we, we pray for him um, and really for all of us and, and Jennifer as well, just that you would help us to get um, back in the routine of devotions as things start picking up. We've, we're spoiled with all of this um, time to ourselves, 
Um, and as things are picking up, it's so easy for us to get our priorities wrong. So God, we just um, we just pray that you would give us all discipline and focus and um, and help us to just establish establish a routine of time spent with you in your word and in prayer. And um, God, would we, as things get busier, would we not turn prayerless, God, but would we become even more prayerful? God, we um, we also thank you for bringing Nicole here, and um, God, we do just thank you so much that you you brought her to Bay City on Sunday, and um, thank you for bringing her um, to our group as well. And um, God, we we also thank you for this time that she was able to spend with her friend kayaking. Um, it is so sweet again, especially after this time with so much alone time, just to to be with those that you've blessed us with. So we just thank you for that and. Um, God, we pray for this time with her um, middle school girls and just being able to take them camping. And God, we just pray that um, this time would be impactful for them and that they would um, just see a, a little bit um, more of a glimpse of your beauty through time in the Word and um, even time outside and time spent with Nicole. Um, God, we thank you for um, just the work that you're doing in Ryan's life as well. Um, God, we we are just so... Um, just so burdened um, with Jennifer and her family and with Ryan and um, just uh, um, everything that they've been going through the f really for the past <laughs> multiple years, God. Um, but we just thank you for the, the glimpses of your grace um, during all of this. And we thank you for especially getting him into this new study. And um, God, we pray that this would um, really slow things down. God, we pray that this would give him more years to spend with Liz and with uh, with the Bakers. And um, God, we um, we also just keep praying that that you would just continue to bring him nearer to you through this, and that he would continue to um, to just grow in his walk with you and see that um, only you are good, even when circumstances aren't good. God, so. We just pray for that as well. And God, we also, um, we do thank you for um, just the sermon yesterday. Um, God, it was just so sweet to just meditate on the way that you have adopted us into your family and have given us an inheritance that we can look forward to for eternity. And um, God, we just thank you that this has all just been secured through your son. And we thank you for how encouraging that was. And no matter um, what situation that we're facing, that, um, that you being a father really matters to us. So, um, God, we also just pray for Garrett and just the job hunting that he's going through. And um, we um, just have um, little understanding of, of how tough this, um, this situation is. But, God, we, we are just, um, we're so thankful for the faith that Garrett is exercising. And, just his love for you amidst this. It's just so encouraging to all of us. So we just thank you for giving him that. And um, God, we just do pray that you would continue to keep him grounded in truth and encouraged in you and, and um, in, your, in your fatherhood to us, God. Uh, we pray that you would just um, continue to lead him down the, um, the right path to the right job and um, just help him to rely on you along the way. Um, God, we also just thank you for, we thank you for these past three months with Brooke, um, really for all of us, God. She is just the sweetest friend, God, so we just thank you so much for for her and this time with her, and um, especially this um, this time to be with, with Scott, too, and God, we just, we recognize that this was, um, this was just such a, 
a means of grace to Scott and to all of us, God, at, at the exact right time that we needed it. So we just thank you for how you've worked in Scott's life and in Brooke's life and in all of ours. We we can't walk away from this um, really saying anything else, but we see your goodness and your faithfulness to us. Um, God, we also just pray for Scott's coworker and just his salvation, especially during um, this time off. Um, God, we, um, we just pray that he would see really just the, the responsibility that he has as a father and, and try to look for um, really a father who he can turn to that is um, infinitely better, God. So we pray that you would even use Scott to, to tell him about this, um, the good father that you are. And God, we also, um, we thank you so much for bringing Garrett here and just connecting him with Aaron and with Brian. And God, we thank you for um, this time to, for him to hang out with his students and um, and really just start getting connected more at Spring Lake. I'm sure it's so difficult to try to get connected with a church that is just starting to meet again. So, um, but we do thank you for bringing him there and just pray that this would be just a super profitable time for him to really get his hands in ministry and, um, and really just see the beauties um, of ministry. God, it is just such a beautiful road. and. Um, we are so thankful for and I, I just pray that you would continue to um, to lead Garrett in, in that as well and especially as he's um, working on these credentials within the denomination I pray that he would um, that he would have eyes to see see your beauty throughout it even when um, material might be a little bit dry I pray that you would just give him encouragement in that and um, that you would just give him discipline to get things done as well um, God, we also just thank you so much for the way that you've worked in our baby's life, God. We, um, we're just in awe, um, and you know um, how thankful we are. And God, so we just thank you for another sweet appointment and just the way that you are continually um, surprising us with your miracles, God. We just, we're so thankful. Um, and God, we just pray for Shania and... Um, that you would just encourage her this week. I can't imagine the stress that she's under, um, especially not being able to see the people that she loves, um, even on a day that's so special, like her birthday, God. And um, we just pray that you would help us to encourage her as a small group and um, pray that you would just encourage her through your word. And um, God, we also pray for Salt Lake City coming up and um, with the teens. We pray that you would just give me wisdom as I try to navigate this whole new being pregnant on a mission trip thing and um and that you just um you give us safety on the way and um and then also god though especially we just pray that this time would just be so profitable for the teens that they would just see a glimpse of your glory in a way that they haven't seen it before um through being in a different place with different people um, that you have called for your purpose and um, just pray that they would grow in their boldness, in their love, and in their faith. Um, and um, God, we also just, um, we thank you for um, a possibility of Leah being able to stay in Green Bay. That is just such a blessing. But um, God, we know, again, that your will would be done. So we just do pray for that and pray that you give Leah wisdom. And um, God, we also just pray for Casey with this um, possible COVID situation and um, just quarantining over the next couple days. Uh, 
it's I can't imagine how difficult that is to be told you have to go back into quarantine after such a long stint. So God, we just pray for his encouragement as well and that, um, that you would help us again as a small group to, to really encourage him. Um, and God, we also just thank you for the way that you provide for Aaron. Um, just um, we see it over and over again, the way that you continue to help him be a good student and a good pastor um, all at the same time. God, it is entirely your grace so we just thank you for that and thank you for allowing him to to um, dig so deeply into your word to um, to really um, serve your people better God so we just we thank you for his really for his leadership and the way that you have blessed our church with him and um, God we pray for our time in Romans 8 um, and just pray that it would be um, again, just a time of sweet encouragement that we would see your love on full display and that we would dig deep, um, dig deeper into your word and drink deeply of really of the well of your goodness. Um, God, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Meg. Okay, grab some more coffee, grab some more cookies, water, whatever. Turn around and eat. Let's explore deep. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Did that cross your mind? Nope. Not at all? No. Not even a little bit? No. It should have. Now I'm horrified. Jennifer has half a cushion, Lonnie has two. <laughs> so, Megan, how far along are you? Um, almost 12 weeks. Like 12 weeks um, it's been crazy. If we were told, like, the child probably wouldn't survive. And so, I'm just in awe. We've been trying for about three years now. And told we'd never be without kids. Out of nowhere, God just gave us a little baby. So, we're just, we're in awe. It's just so kind. How have you been like feeling? Because I know the first trimester is usually like. Yeah, um, I think because my so my progesterone was really really low, which is like the hormone that you need to keep the baby in, um, and that is normally what makes you super sick. So I haven't been feeling sick at all, which is kind of nice. So um, yeah, today I felt a little sick, but otherwise I'm just been tired and cramping from my stomach exploding inside of me. So. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be an adventure next week. <laughs> I know, I know. It's I've never done that before. Are you supposed to tell the teens? Like, will the teens be? We're gonna tell them on the buses. We're pulling away. Okay. Mm -hmm. That'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Aww. How many uh, teens are there going? Eleven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we take two trips a summer usually to break it up. We used to take um one trip combined but then um Aaron really just decided like it was really hard like our first summer we did 35 teams on a trip um to Minneapolis and um which was great like it was a really awesome trip but we didn't get anyone on one time because you're just like trying to focus on keeping them alive yeah so um so we split it up into two, which has just been awesome. So now it's like this intimate little group of mm -hmm. usually usually like 13 or 14 kids, but this year it's a little bit less just because of circumstances. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, but it's it's an awesome trip. We did this one two years ago, um, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's also fun. Yeah. It's just the drive that's a little bit intimidating. How many hours is that? Uh, 24. Oh. Yeah. You guys drive straight. On a bus? It, uh, it's like a mini bus. So oh, okay. we can drive without a CDL, which is yeah. nice. But um, no, we'll stop halfway in Nebraska, which is good. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't, have you guys ever like driven through like Wyoming or anything? You have. It's like, it's terrifying. Why? It's awesome, Megan. Yeah, it's, oh. it's awesome. Casey, I forgot you were here. That's what I mean. You're just like sitting on a bookshelf. Just uh, being the creeper over here. <laughs> so you've done it, Casey? It's a good drive. I didn't actually realize you drove through Wyoming to get to. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's Wyoming the whole way, but it's. <laughs> But it, it's like like crazy winds, and you're going 85 miles an hour. Like that's the speed limit. Oh, so and I'm like driving this bus with 11 teens, so it feels like you're just like waiting for the vehicle to explode the whole time. I was like, yeah, like death gripping. So I told I told Aaron, I was like, you can drive all the way through Wyoming if you want. Your turn. Is it like flat? Yeah, super okay. flat. There's like it's exactly how you would picture Wyoming to be. Like, I don't know, Jennifer, if you have. Like when I think about like old western Wyoming, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. So it's I mean, boring. I hear all of Wyoming. So okay. I know there's chunks of it that are a little bit more boring. You know, more boring flat. That chunk is terrifying. terrible. <laughs> yeah. I felt like the the end of Wyoming. More coffee's right? brewing if Wyoming wants it. Babe, the end of Wyoming was more mountainous right the end was better because you hit you hit like, the edge of utah the, the rockies yeah right there, yep. yeah 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 so that like the last two and a half hours are gorgeous yeah so pretty i mean you're like in the thick of these mountains and you're just like driving doing all of a sudden it's like boom salt lake city's and it's just right not there like it's not scary anymore once you get there i think that the flat part is the scariest because the winds are just so crazy winds are super bad and you're like you're like, I'm driving so slow because people are like flying by you when you look down and you're doing 87. <laughs> wow. So you guys are going to Salt Lake City now and you're going to second trip in uh, August? Yes. And and yeah, we do two mission trips with the teams. Probably so. Minneapolis. That's the goal. Gotcha. But kind of take it a day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. so we'll, we'll see. see what happens. But <laughs> yeah. We're bringing a group to North Carolina. Oh, cool. Okay, awesome. what are you guys doing there? Oh, uh, we're doing Hurricane Relief. We're going to Moorhead City. Nice. Okay. So, they were bringing to the uh, Okay. Nice. Are you guys, like, partnering with the church when you get there? Um, I'm pretty or? sure. I'm pretty sure I'll be in the church on there. Okay. And then we'll just work, meet people, yeah. help the community as much as we can. That's awesome. Yeah. It's such a good time for teens. Like, just to just to have them like get out of their bubble and be able to connect with them and and show them like the world that God has made is bigger than Green Bay and like you're called to serve in it. Yeah, no, we, it's really good. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like it's so much better having an intimate team. We took a team of fifty three to the Dells. Oh, oh, oh was that like for the conference? Uh, or? uh no. Yeah. Um, so the Dells is a super awesome place. So they, I think they have like. Between they have like two to three thousand international students that come through the Dells mm -hmm. every single year because that and they just go they get their J one visas and they come there and they work 
at yeah. all of the resorts. Yeah. And so we came in on the on the welcome week, and so we come in and we help the ministry that's there, and like we do. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so like we have like a party every single night for them, to, like kind of get them involved, <laughs> and it's just such an awesome time just to um, evangelize. And there's so many people there. Like there's people from. Um, Romania, Lithuania, Turkey, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Brazil, basically all of um, East Asia and Oceanic region. Yeah. So it's such an awesome, like such a cool place to be. Yeah. I didn't realize that that many international students came and worked with Dells until recently. Somebody had mentioned. Yeah. The, like, it's the kind of like Disney World. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's kind of I. Little gem. I know. It's the weirdest place in the world. I think some guys at Alton were talking about that the last Thursday. Yeah. I heard some of them mm-hmm. mentioning that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Super awesome. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a lot of teens. Yeah, I know. It was the worst. Yeah. Other GV. Or other Garrett. Other GV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the whole time was basically just putting out fires. Because uh, yeah. yeah. these students, there's so much drama. And it's just putting out fires. Each actor hates the G Baby title. No, you, you G baby is you. Uh, you have G baby. Uh, can you, can you can be G baby. I'll be G babe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, I think coffee's done. Normally, there's not this much time in between, but gonna have the coffee. I'll probably fall asleep tonight if I anymore. It's a thing. So where are you? Guys, where are all you guys from? Here. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've been in Green Bay most of my life. Okay. Um, I was in Milwaukee for a few years when I, a couple infant years, but then my parents moved up here, so. Gotcha. Yeah, residential native. I'm originally from Megan and I went to high school together. Okay. Um, like an hour on the other side of Wausau, so it's a little like Wisconsin still. Gotcha. So I've been here for a little while. Like, to get married in October. Oh. But other than that, oh, sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm from Appleton, so okay. I'm from Superior. So oh. yeah, way up there. Yeah. Oh, my brother used to work at Patterson like three, four oh. years back. Patterson Park. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. As like a ranger. Or? Um, like well, kind of in the in the office because okay. he was going to school, so. Huh. What, when was that? Because my Sorry. my best friend's mom. That's right. We were all waiting. I was waiting for the coffee. Scavenge, scavenge the coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, was like no, I was waiting for the coffee too. So. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you worked there for one summer, and you got to go to Madeline Island too for part of oh, the time. Nice. So lost your mug tonight, huh, Brian? It's, it's so I lost my what? Lost your mug tonight. So, it's a hidden job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. It's not my mug. I just was blessed. It's just the one that I really, 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 really like. Yeah, and then he used every Monday for like two days. <laughs> so we was not plotting right now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of brutal in the winters, but <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Huh? Let's just say our relationship started the first thing they <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it was crazy because I lived on oh, the hillside boy. last winter, and we had a oh. big blizzard, and we were all snowing for like a week and a half, two weeks. It was crazy. Yeah, I Carl told me a story. He was clean. He wouldn't go find his car after yeah. the blizzard, and he was shoveling out, and he realized, and he shoveled away, and he found his sunroof, and he's standing. On top of his car. <laughs> there's that much snow. Yeah. Gotta love Duluth. Yeah. Not really. The lake effect. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get going guys. So that way we yep. can at least have a good hour mm-hmm. in the last part of Romans 8. So, 
Well, here we are, our 10th time in Romans. We've been doing pretty good for about a chapter each week, but last week uh, we intentionally divided Romans 8 in half uh, because, uh, as many people have said, some people have called Romans 8 the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Others have called it the highest mountain peak in the range of mountains. And then my favorite from one of my mentors, he called Romans 8 a good chapter. <laughs> so uh, there's just too much to, uh, to take in for in one week. So we did 1 through 17 last week. So tonight we'll do 18 through the end. So we're getting to the end. Uh, chapters 1 through 4 emphasize uh, man and their, his sinfulness, living in salvation by faith in 4. And then 5, 6, 7, and 8 are the four big enemies of the Christian. Chapter 5 deals with death. Chapter 6 deals with sin. Chapter 7 dealt with the law. Chapter 8 deals with the flesh. Uh, and then you'll notice the beginning of chapter 5 was all about trials and growing. And the end of chapter 8 is all about trials and growing. So Paul bookends hope and trials uh, together and suffering before he pivots into 9, 10, and 11. Okay, uh, so let's do two verses at a time. We'll go around. We'll go in the same order. Brian, we'll start with you. Two verses at a time until we finish chapter 8. So let's start with 18. Okay. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he um called he also justified and those who he justified he also glorified what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can stand who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave himself up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things who shall bring any charge against God's elect it is God who justifies Casey you want to read yeah I was just wondering at what point should I throw in throw in the towel to be like I'm gonna read here <laughs> uh, yeah you can take 34 and 35 okay perfect uh, who is to condemn Jesus or Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us? Who shall separate this from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? 
As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, there it is. <clears throat> so as usual, we'll just kind of take a few verses at a time, and uh, no questions are off the table. Just any questions, thoughts, comments, observations, confusions, clarifications, contemplations, criticisms, anything. Just throw it out there. So let's take, uh, let's do one through... Let's do 1 through 23-ish. 18 through 23-ish or 1 through 23? <laughs> yeah, 1 through 23, surprise. Yeah. Yes, yeah, well, let's do 1 through 39. Let's do, uh, let's do that. Uh, 18 through 23. Yeah, let's, let's start with 18 through 23. So. Brian, do you remember your question last week on suffering? Yes. I feel really bad. Brian asked a question last week, and I told him, we need to wait till next week to answer that. Let's ask... Like among the two people who were at the <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> Oh man. It had to do, it was like right at the end, right? It was something about suffering. Yeah, because it says provided we suffer with him in order. So maybe it was like, what does it mean to suffer with him? I don't. Or yeah, well, how does suffering fit into like that? That sounds like something I might have asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would imagine we'd probably, we'll probably talk about suffering because verse 18 picks it up. It was something about suffering, which uh, verse 17 kind of picks up. So obviously starting with verse 18 is a little bit awkward because there's a lot of momentum that you miss, but so it goes. All right, 18 to 23. Questions? Comments? <coughs> so in verse 19, so it says, at least in mind, that for, for creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. What does that even mean? Okay. Uh, what do you? What translation are you using? ESV. Do you have ESV? ESV. 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 Okay. So are Brian and I the only outliers again? I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time we had like five different translations, I know, which was, was awesome. it was really good. Alright, well, Brandon are the outliers then. Yeah. Alright, yeah, let's talk about 19. I guess, is, is, is there your phrase differently than, than mine, or basically no, relatively no. the same? Creation waiting for God's sons to be revealed. I'm sure, ESB is probably not too off of that. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, let's suss that one out, shall we? Yeah. So, I guess I, one question we can ask what is creation as in. And why is it eager, awaiting, eagerly awaiting? It is a weird phrase. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Is it in a reference to, like, when Jesus comes back, and then we are raised? Uh, what is it? What is what is it? Um, we are raised on like wings like eagles, or I can't remember because we are. Uh, raised up, resurrected. It's, yeah, it's um, I think in reference to like when we uh, like go up with Christ, and then everybody sees that um, all these people aren't crazy. Like they actually <laughs> yeah. were following 
someone real and sure like they see our glory as being revealed yeah okay so you're Remember you're looking at that saying maybe jesus second coming and the resurrection of our bodies and kind of the glorification and all that kind of stuff yeah Doing I think that uh, might be. That's certainly something that's going to be revealed, so I can see yeah, that yeah. fitting in there. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, well, there's two. There's the two subjects. There's like the there says for the creation and then the sons of God, and so like what? Yeah, it's like what kind of breaking those two down. Yeah, like, what are the two subjects? Okay. So why don't we start with creation then? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is creation waiting? Why is creation waiting? What is creation waiting for? So I guess. Are we a part of creation? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Are we part of creation or are we part of the sons of God? Or, or, both. or both. Or both. Or neither. Are they distinct? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Brian's answer. <laughs> I said all four. So. <laughs> Safe bet. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why we take an hour and a half to do half the chapter. <laughs> I mean, is this going back to Genesis? Like, are we, are we hopping back? To Genesis three and the 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 fall and the the promise that a serpent pressure would come and there's this longing and expectation and things are not yet right but they someday will be. I would certainly say like the word creation seems intentional. So like where do you have creation? Have it in Genesis one through three. So it would seem like he's Paul's probably thinking something like that. But then I guess still thinking through, okay, well, what's what's the significance behind what Paul's trying to get at for that? Right. Other thoughts, comments? Yeah, I guess my my mind goes back to Genesis 2, like the idea of like the curse that was yeah. kind of placed on the whole earth because of sin. Um, and then like this idea that there's going to come a day where that curse will be lifted. Yeah, that certainly seems like it. Any other thoughts on that? Creation eagerly awaiting. I was thinking along the lines of Genesis 2, but then 20. Um, I think I understand 20. It's, it's a little little broken up, but I think 20 might help. Mm-hmm. And 21, I think, too, a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same. Uh, yeah, that thought. Same yeah. sentence. Yeah, 19 through 20, even really 22, all kind of seem to color in the picture a little bit more as well. Well, 21, I feel like, because at first, like, in my mind, 19 meant, like, trees and bushes and flowers. (laughs) But, but like, 21 says that creation will be set free from the bondage from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Yeah. Which is a lot of words, but <laughs> like it seems like he's I don't know, like is he lumping children of God into creation then? Or is he saying I don't know. Or is he saying that the glory of the children of God bring freedom? Any other thoughts? Uh, I'm 
I'm curious what in the world freedom means in this case. In 21? Yeah. Okay. I think it's because the word... Mine uses the word bondage to corruption. Yep, that's what mine has. It's kind of the counter to that. Or yep. it's the opposite, whatever. What's the word for that? The Contrast. Contrast. Yeah. Oh. Antithesis? Yeah. Ooh, sure. Better word. What it's... I don't know, I kind of like the word because it's like... It's like that you're free from that. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Another possibility is 23, we have groaning again, but referring to we ourselves. So mm. we're, mm-hmm. the we in there is being distinct from creation. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Okay, so then what does he mean in 22? Is that like, because like creation includes like animals and like living things and experience life and death and yeah. oh, it's kind of weird to think about like an animal groaning because of like because of sin because we live in a corrupt world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think of, of like inanimate objects like groaning like mountains <laughs> I don't know yeah. I think it's I picture it to be like creation the definition here would be like just God's like ideal intent for I mean ultimately like humans but it includes all of that because it's like just his intent for how we lived on this earth and that includes yeah. being surrounded by those other things yep. he's created with the focus on us and it's just kind of like the harmony of his um, <clears throat> original plan for us yeah. and that's like if that makes sense, that's to me what creation is mm-hmm. in this context. But so then, are all of these things, whether they're futility or groaning or corruption, like is it just could you just say like it's all of the things that are present now that weren't present in Eden, like Ooh, primarily in us, way. but also mm-hmm. in creation? Like there's things about creation that are not perfect and it's because we're under a curse mm-hmm. but the maybe the like centerpiece of that is, is our sin and what we're under yeah. and and the centerpiece being flipped of because as us as the rulers and reigners of creation that when we are freed and glorified else that we also that inheritance comes with that that we also inherit the world as it was meant to be, but way better than it ever was. Mm. So I, li- I like how you phrase that of what what is not, it is now what was not in Eden, or it's experiencing now what was not in Eden originally. And I think that's that seems to be the idea. I think that's a good way to put it. The futility, corruption, decay, those are things that were not originally in Eden, but now are because of Genesis 3. So I think it's a good phrase. Why are they groaning in the pains of childbirth? Like, why does he use that language? Like, how does that connect? Like, the specific with the pain of childbirth and that, or it is interesting. Well, that's one of the I know, effects. but it's creation that's doing that. So how does that? Yeah. So why is he? Yeah, because I. That's a good point. Like he he brings that up in the curse. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. that was directed towards mm-hmm. Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that language is used to talk about something now. Mm-hmm. 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 Just that you're giving birth to another child that is born into sin. I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that's kind of what he's getting at. Is like groaning, you know, like pains of childbirth. That's giving way to the. Wait, sorry, I lost my place. It's giving way to a new creation. Like it's almost like a new birth, not just of the believer, but of creation. I think so. I, I, I don't. Th- the language of born again and new life doesn't apply just to to humans it applies to all of creation which i think is what paul's getting at in 22 of mm-hmm. of creation giving birth to the new creation that's something um i also kind of thought about it um with that analogy like it's just interesting that he uses that analogy and i never thought about how it connected back to like genesis and the curse yeah yeah that was good i'm glad here brought that up but i was also thinking about like you know if you think about it like the pains of like giving birth to a child are like super intense and they're super awful but they're nothing compared to the awesomeness of holding that baby in your arms and in verse 18 yes yeah he's saying that I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy compared to the glory that's revealed in us. And I just, I like that analogy because sometimes it's so hard Mm -hmm. when you think about all the suffering that's in this world and like, you know, like the Holocaust or, you know, all these different things. Sure. But when you think of it in that context, you're like, okay, like a mom wouldn't say, oh, it's too painful for childbirth. I'd rather not go through it. Yeah. But they're willing to because they want that baby. Yeah. And I just think that that's kind of a, Need analogy how he ties that into thinking about oh, that's super good, Nicole. That's really, yeah, really that's good. Because I think that, like, 18 is his main point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's meant to be encouraging that there is glory coming, there's an inheritance coming, there's beauty coming, there's newness coming, there's a glory coming, uh, and it's gonna be worth it. But in the meantime, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we groan, we suffer, we, we realize that things aren't, they're not very good anymore. All right, what else on 1823? Brian, do we feel like we answered your original question? You're the, you're the one that kicked all this off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like this happens every week. <laughs> Poor Brian. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, we talked about creation a good amount. We didn't, yeah. yeah. We didn't touch much on the revealing of the sons of God. Okay. Yeah, so we kind of... Mm-hmm. Which, maybe somewhat ambiguous. There might not be a ton of discussion on that, but... Actually, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, was, I don't know if you were done or not. Yeah, I don't know either. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found the cross reference to that in okay. Colossians 3. Um, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Keyword hidden. Um, when Christ, who is your, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Mm. So it's kind of like showing how we are hidden as Christians. Mm. Our glory is hidden, and then it is revealed to the world, to creation, like when Jesus comes. And that was the verse that I was thinking of earlier. Okay. 
I think that does make sense. Well, because doesn't he... Um, I thought Paul said somewhere what we are now, we don't know fully. Or maybe that. Maybe I'm getting first John confused. But I think that works. Like, we are God's sons. Like, that's what is true. But one day, that will be publicized and revealed to the world. The world. Yeah. Mm. Entire creation. I think that works. What is, what is, yeah, the truth that is hidden will then be revealed. I think that fits. I think that's why Paul uses revealing language. And I think, too, like, in verse 23, it kind of ties in where he says we're waiting the adoption of sons and the redemption of our bodies, which we know, like, it, it's not mm -hmm. until we get our new bodies that we'll be rid of the sin nature. Mm -hmm. And he kind of ties that in a little bit there with that idea of something that's still yet to come. Mm -hmm. I have one question in 20, is it 23? So he says we eagerly wait our adoption as sons. And so thinking about it, like, so like language you use, like even Christian cultures, like, well, we're adopted into the family once we become Christians. Mm -hmm. But now it says now we eagerly await his adoption as sons. So then what is like, where then some of the words, like, what does that mean then? Like, yeah, that's really, yeah. So that also, like, right now, switches, are we not adopted as children of God since we're eagerly still awaiting it? Or No, it's really good. Yeah, we're groaning, waiting for adoption and redemption of our bodies. Yeah, any thoughts on that? This is this another one of those already but not yet principles here? What do you mean by that, Casey? Where our identity is we're adopted as Christ's son but reality physically um we're nowhere near that in terms of we still have the sin nature as nicole pointed out we still are we physically will die um and then this adoption of sons in 20 what is this 23 yeah 23. i think it is like talking about we mentioned the resurrection like second coming resurrection gotcha. where we are like physically not physically, physically, but sort of physically, uh, we get we get that adoption into Christ's family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it certainly works. Any other thoughts on that one? Yeah, we have, like, as um, on Sunday, it was preached... Um, we have the spirit of adoption. I think there might be a difference between the spirit of adoption and actual adoption. Yeah, in verse uh, 15, uh, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. So is yeah. he contrasting that with the redemption of the body? Like, I don't think I've ever thought about like the already not yet being actually still a physical reality of the spirit versus the presence of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that really fits. Mm -hmm. Because he says, uh, and I think the word, not only that, but we ourselves who have the spirit as the first fruits. Mm -hmm. And first fruits means that there's more fruits <laughs> to come. Mm -hmm. So we have adoption, and yet there's still more adoption to come. So we're adopted in the legal sense of it, or we do it, but 
Yeah, even legal and yeah, and even I mean, even Jesus. You think of like the Sermon on the Mount and how often Jesus says like, "Pray, our Father who's in heaven." You know, Jesus doesn't say like, "Our pray, our soon to be Father in heaven." Like, it's like you are my Father, and yet there's still much more, much more to come. I still think the best. I need to read the series again, but the Chronicles of Narnia series. So the last, the last battle, final battle, last battle. Last battle. Last battle. So are we, we going to be yeah. spoiling things? Uh, maybe, but it, it just fits. Because, I mean, my sweet grandmother got me the whole set. And I told you I would read it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just plug it in. So. Yeah, just, yeah, just plug your, plug yours. <laughs> but no, but in the, in the end of... I'm, I'm like, so like morally torn right now. I'm just, okay, I'm just going to say it. So, and the last, like, after they, like, they win, like, it's all done. What? And they... What? <laughs> they win. But uh, Aslan creates, like, you know, he creates the new creation and everything. And, and all of the animals are just, like, rejoicing and they're delighting. And one of the, I think it's one of the unicorns, is crying out uh, further up and further in. And that's like the last chapter ends with him crying like further up and further. And they just see Aslan like creating more and more new creation. And they keep saying like further up, further in, further up, further in into this never ending expanse. And that's like the rallying cry of all the creatures of Narnia is saying further up and further in. Uh, and I think that's like, and I think Lewis was on to like the reality of the gospel that it's you keep going further up, you keep going further in, further up and further in. And so when it comes to adoption, I think that's, I think that that captures it pretty well, that we have adoption that we're going to run further up into and further into. Okay, so now an accidental question on the Chronicles of Narnia. So, <laughs> so you don't think he was talking about eternity being kind of an ever-expanding view of the manifold wisdom of God and you're moving further up and further and you're saying that's starting now in C.S. Lewis's brain. Oh, so Lewis, I have no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just got me thinking. Okay. But I think Paul but you're would, saying that. I think Paul would think that. Yeah. So, so it's not, so from now until eternity we'll continue to grow in our adoption mm-hmm. as sons and even throughout eternity learning about the beauties of that adoption as Yes. Soon. Yep, but we're limited in our present state. Right. So we're going as far up and as far in as we can until we hit the ceiling. Until the redemption of our bodies. When we're kicked up to human 2.0 and then now have all of eternity to explore further up and further in. Okay, got it. So let's explore further up and further in into uh, Romans 8. Let's take 24 through uh, 27. (laughs) Yeah, is that part of the sign-off now? That might have to be. That was pretty good. (laughs) All right, let's say 24 through 27. That way we can... All right, 24 through 27. Actually, let's take 24 through uh, through 30. 24 through 30. I love his rhetorical question, like, for who hopes in what he sees. Mm. Which is so in line, we were just talking about this with Hebrews 11, because he's, he's talking about all of these Old Testament heroes who are you know, giving their lives for, for God, but they still hadn't yet seen the promise that we have obtained. Mm-hmm. But they knew 
Abraham was looking for a better city to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you pick up the whole thrust of, I mean, Romans, Romans 1 through up until this point has been really kind of almost like too good to be true. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, you're so wicked and evil and yet God loves you and he saved you and it's just by faith and now death is defeated and sin is defeated and the law is defeated and the flesh is defeated. And then you're kind of like, yeah, but my life still sucks pretty hardcore sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is why Paul ends this section with such hope and encouragement of like, yes, these gospel truths, they are true, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to suffer and groan. But in the midst of that, we still have hope. Because later on, it's producing something. Mm-hmm. And is it producing like the adoption of us, as we talked about? I think it plays a role in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's saying we can hope for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this hope, we were mm-hmm. saved. The hope mm-hmm. that there's something more to come. Mm-hmm. All right, what else? 24 through 30. So is there any other instances where, because in 26 it speaks about the Holy Spirit interceding and groaning for us. Is there any other moments, or I can't think of anything off the top of my head of like, either the Father groaning, I guess Jesus maybe in the garden groaning. That's really good, yeah. So do we see any... Any other connections to verse 26? Spirit growth. I mean, we see, like, intercession other places. Mm-hmm. Like, with yeah. Christ as our priest. Uh-huh. Interceding. I can't think of any. I don't, I don't know if there is. I mean, would we consider what Jesus kind of praying in the, the garden, or or would that be considered a groaning? I mean, I don't know if... No, that's, that's an interesting are, thought. Any thoughts on that? The words are the same there. Is there anything uh, anything to that? I don't know. We know that you know Jesus paid for those sins on the cross, even though those sins we might not realize or we don't bring forward right away we know that Jesus paid for them so I think ultimately it's you know it's kind of the connection there are you connecting like this are you sir are you connecting grant like 26 to be dealing with like confession of sin well like maybe. or the word like weakness maybe connecting some of that to yeah, like more of weakness. Um, okay. Spirit, okay, because the Spirit helps us in weakness and also intercedes. Yeah. Maybe I'm off there, but... No, 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 that was an interesting thought. I hadn't thought of it like that. Any other thoughts on 26? I think we can all somewhat relate to that. Mm. That being... Um, like the... Or we, we don't know the whole thing. Don't like, know what to pray for as we ought um, to pray. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and then going on to 27, like, it's like mm-hmm. the spirit in our heart that kind of knows what mm-hmm. we yeah. need to be praying for. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's the point. And, and that is the main, like, that's the main point that Paul's encouraging. Like, in the midst of suffering, because, like, following 25, he's like, we hope and we're, we're going to endure it. And you're like, so I'm just going to sit here and, like, you know, just grit my teeth in the meantime. And Paul's like, no, no, no. You have the spirit to help you mm-hmm. as you wait. Does this connect, then, with verse 15, with the spirit crying on the Father? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Like, is, is that what he... like, addition to that, or... Like, is that what the Spirit groans? The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So, like, <clears throat> even though, like, we're corrupt people and we mess up all the time, we have the Spirit um, as our witness, um, um, saying that we are children of God and... Um, basically is kind of like saying that you know we're saved and that mm-hmm. we have we have that security basically which is a huge encouragement and that yeah. helps us in our in our hope and helps when we're weak mm-hmm. oh, and he uses the word groan in verse 23 when he's talking about creation and us groaning for as we wait for adoption, and the spirit is also groaning. Yeah. So. So in a way, like the the spirit's suffering with us. Is that where you're um, going? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I like that. I feel like it. It kind of ties into like how you know, like Jesus wept. Like short yeah. verse in the Bible, but it carries so much meaning that he cares. Mm-hmm with what we're going through he's he's there with us through it and i mean that's why i love this verse because sometimes you just you don't know what to pray you don't know what to say but like just have that encouragement that he's interceding for us even when you're in so much pain you can't even form the words to say it yeah when if creation is groaning for adoption and the Mm -hmm. spirit is crying abba father because we've received him as a spirit of adoption then it makes sense that our adoption is the basis of his groaning in our prayers. And then he continues to pray for us on that grounds. Mm -hmm. And doesn't that kind of, like, kind of following that adoption theme as you were, like, talking it out. So, like, you know, creation is groaning, kind of waiting for us to be completely adopted in the spirit Mm -hmm. is having that idea of, you know, that um, confirming in our hearts that we are adopted. And then it goes on to say that he's interceding according to the will of God, which in verse 29 ties into the fact that we're going to be conformed into the image of his son. So, Mm. you know, kind of that idea of making us, helping us to become more like him on this earth. I I think that's a really good tracing of where Paul's trying to go. Yeah, Because James pulls that out of saying like, you don't know what to pray for because you're praying for a bunch of meaningful stuff. So, so I think that I think that's in line, like even with what he's saying. Like it's, and then and then we see that in Hebrews too, where it's talking about this intercession that Jesus has secured for us. He, he doesn't just intercede. So when I pray for a puppy, God gives me a puppy. But like, he's interceding for my adoption and salvation, and and then. 
the moments that lead up to that final adoption and salvation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I, we take this verse, it seems like almost a little out of context because we're like, oh, like, even when I don't know what to pray, like, the Spirit's got me, like, I don't need to pray, like, I don't need to pray for our child, like, I don't need to pray for the future, like, the Spirit's going to help me pray through all of those things, even, but he's not, yeah, he might be concerned for those things, because he is a good father, but the basis of his intercession for us is our salvation and our likeness of Christ. Yeah, those are really great. I'm liking how these verses are coming together. It's really good. All right, what else on... Uh, we're kind of already in 28 through 30, so let's take 28 through 30, and then we'll, that'll give us time to finish up the end. So, thoughts, comments, questions, confusions on 28 through 30? I guess I have a little bit bigger question, again, kind of back on 26. Um, sorry if I'm... No, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, this is yeah, maybe not so much in this about this chapter, but if if the spirit is God, why does he need to intercede for us, including or oh, and and I mean, I guess I'd also be with Jesus too. Why would if Jesus is God, why would he need to intercede with like the prayers? Is, Am I making sense, or am I mm-hmm. kind of off kilter there? I think I get what you, I think I get, yeah, I think I get where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? The Holy Spirit searches all things. Um. Well, 20, yeah, 27 is weird. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, which thing is God so the father searches our hearts and knows the mind of the Holy Spirit I guess maybe it's a question of what does interceding mean because in my head yeah, it that's... seems like interceding means you're bringing to a higher sounds like almost in a way bringing to a higher authority in a way okay I see Which yeah. the spirit like, is the courier for your yeah. <laughs> yeah like why would God have to intercede to God yes yeah like you mentioned, this court, like you have two opposing, like two like two different views or opinions, and they're trying to like intercede and argue back and forth for each other. Is that kind of what you're getting at? No, more like, like someone's bringing your, interceding for you, they're praying for you. Um, oh, it seems sure. like they're bringing your issues to light to a higher authority. Oh, sure. Okay. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But again, I, I, that could be just my perception of the word is off kilter. Or... Sure. No, I see what no, you I think that. that I because, think that picture in scripture is right, that you see that yeah. the spirit... And the son mm-hmm. intercede, but never... They intercede to the father. To the mm-hmm. father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, like, crazy thoughts. I mean, one is just the fact that, like, you <laughs> have to... Not that, you know, it is like a trinity, but you have, like, there's nothing greater than God. And, like, so you're, like, he is the supreme, you know, figure in our hearts and our lives. And so I, I don't know, I'm kind of confused about that, but that, like, maybe that'll get somebody else's gears going a little bit with that sure. thought. But then 
the other one, and this is like totally, this is a question. Are we not, like God hears us, we have a relationship with God, um, but have we not yet um, been privileged to be like at that level with God yeah. until this life is over with? Okay, that's I don't a really know. good question. That is a really yeah. good question, sir. Sure. Like, if we really have full access to God, why do we need an intercessor? Yeah, well, why did somebody have to die for our sins? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I think there's that. Wow, that's really good. Christ interceded for me by dying on the cross. Yeah. And, you know, in, in another way, not prayer wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, my, those aren't like completed thoughts, but I just. Mm-hmm. Whatever. No, those are super good. So, any thoughts on those? Let's tease those out a little bit. It's a lot of really good questions. Mm hmm. Well, we bring up your, your example last time. I know most of us weren't here last time, or half of us weren't here last time, of the courtroom with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, where the, the Father is the judge. Was Jesus the defend, defense yeah. attorney? Was that, that what, what your Jared, example was? Was that your analogy? I think there was somebody who was, was an a jury? and somebody forget the last person in this and then the holy spirit was like the testimony or something like well that. in that's from eight sixteen, the spirit testifies together with our spirit that we are children of god so i mean at least in that example i can see how god could intercede to the father this is not my thought. This is all Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then we have a jury who's riddled with sin. Yeah. And, yeah, and they exactly. decide our, our fate. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of God's covenant with Abraham. Like, remember when he was, he like put Abraham to sleep and then, and then walked. Yeah, he like fulfilled both halves of the covenant himself even though it's supposed to be between like two people to kind of show Abraham that like there's no um, possible way that this covenant will be broken because God is doing both parts of it like I wonder if this kind of fits in that stop it um, fits in that as well where like God is fulfilling every single role that we need so we know that it won't fail like, we don't need a high priest anymore because we have full access to God. So it's not that we, like, we don't have access to God, but God himself is giving us access to God. Mm. Yeah, confirms it with himself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that's, if that's right. That's good. But that's good. I, I think so. Jen, we're going to say. I mean, like, when we think about how we're, like, justified from, no. like, being, from, from our, like, condemnation and sin... Mm-hmm. Like, that's we we wrap our heads around that, mm-hmm. like what you're saying, right? Like, cause cause we know like we could not do this on our own, like mm-hmm. we need something that is sure and is completely holy, and so we see that like God offering up Christ, God, mm-hmm. to do that is the only option. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I I think about it in that avenue, but I don't always think about like aspects of who God is working together, like just in other aspects of how we relate to yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. it seems almost like contradictory where it's like, okay, God, if you really have all the power, like why do you need a separate figure of the Godhead to do this work? Like why can't you just like mm-hmm. hear me? But mm-hmm. Oh, good. There's a lot. It's a good discussion. All right, well, let's... Uh, any anything additional in twenty to thirty? We're not doing too too bad. Eight seventeen. We're doing we're doing okay. Okay. Any initial things on twenty eight to thirty? Otherwise, we'll try to get thirty one to thirty nine. Just a little turn. I know we really could spend like a whole hour and a half just on twenty eight to thirty. Maybe that's what they do next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one does not merely cover the Tree of Life and the Garden of Eden passage <laughs> in two weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the need, a, need a toothpick. I don't like that analogy. It's just weird. <laughs> Who does that one? I think it's like B.B. Warfield or something. B.B. B.B. <laughs> so there's 29 uh, confirmed predestination. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, my Bible says predestination. Four mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> It does say the word. Eric, can you give us a summary of what we talked about? Of God's view? Yeah, predestination versus free will. <laughs> yeah, out of God's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> out of God's perspective. If you need me. the Holy Spirit to Let me contact New York yes. and radio in, see if we can get no, something. No, you have the Holy Spirit to interest you. Well, I'll just start groaning with words <laughs> too deep to understand. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it makes me think of Garrett just going, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Garrett. Other Garrett. Other Garrett. <laughs> you know, when, when G-Man's really thinking, he, he does this like eye rub. So. And he does groan. Or when Aaron says something super ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Or Which we're all doing yeah. inwardly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pains of childbirth. External <laughs> Well, actually, let's do this. Let's take 31 through the end. And let's talk about that. And then if there's anything that we want to come back to... On twenty eight through thirty. Brian's question. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. Brian's questions matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's because the way he always asks his questions just naturally lead to like a like a whole like <laughs> it's a tangent. I mean, if everybody wants to be up until ten, that's yeah, fine. Can we just can we just say that like. God is involved in every step of our redemption from start to finish. We can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, you can't you can't take predestination out of the Bible, I think is another thing that you see here. Like, he obviously says it here and other places. Like, like, it's a thing, but it's, I think some of the argument is on what does that look like mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. does he do it to and when does it happen? Mm-hmm. 
But I think, and and there is more that you can drill drill down into. But I think Jen's point is the point. Like Paul has spent all of Romans to emphasize that you and I have nothing to boast about, because mm-hmm. from start to finish, it's all God. Yeah. So uh, I mean, predestined from beforehand, <laughs> as we're slowly, daily conformed to look like Jesus, as we're justified, called, and even glorified into eternity. It's all, he's the one that does it, he's the one that establishes it. And then if we had the or the answers to all these questions, then we would see it, and then we would just know it, and it wouldn't be tied into that hope of like yeah. what it's all about. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a great connection bringing it back to hope, Scott. It's really good. Yeah, so, so more of the point is, is 28 through 30 is not as much, and there's good discussion, and I, I don't, wouldn't ever want to sidestep that. Now may not be the, the time for it, but, but the point is to walk away marveling more at how good and faithful and big and majestic God is rather than trying to figure out all the nuances of it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we should walk away worshiping more than anything else. Which is what Paul will end up doing here, uh, pretty shortly. That was good, Jen. Good, uh, good summary of that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take thirty-one through thirty-nine so we can finish Romans eight. We gotta, we gotta finish Romans eight. So thirty-one through thirty-nine. We love you, Brian. Thanks. Yes, we love you a lot, Brian. <sighs> Brian didn't get his mug tonight, so he's uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's off. Flustered. He's off. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thirty-one to thirty-nine. Let's finish it here. What are the these things that he's saying? What should we say to these things? Ooh, it's really good. back to our adoption or maybe like the list of things you gave in verse 30 uh, justification, glorification or is it everything in Romans so far (laughs) (laughs) or is it the questions that he asks following 31 Mm. ooh Mm. so is these forward looking or backward looking that's actually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> already not yet. <laughs> and he talks about like in the in the rest of those verses following thirty one. He talks about like how God keeps us and nothing can separate us. Does that does that link back to the suffering? Yeah. Example of like the, these the sufferings of this present time aren't worth being compared because we're more than conquerors and nothing mm-hmm. can separate us. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you can almost, not that you would, but you could rip all that out and it flows, yeah. flows right into that. I, I think so. Yep. Yeah, now they're interceding, and here it's Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I think that the two twin aspects of like life is life on a cursed 
world in a sinful existence can be really difficult. And I think the two things that Paul's trying to encourage believers with is you will make it and it will be worth it. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two twin encouragements. Mm-hmm. You're saying of Romans of, and... I think specifically Romans 8, but a lot of Romans too, that Paul's like, I know it's different, I know it's difficult, and I know that we'll go through sufferings, but you'll make it because of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it will be worth it. Like, you're, you are not going to suffer on this earth get to eternity and go, eh, that wasn't worth it. (laughs) And when you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it another day, Paul says, yes, you will. Because you have the Spirit and Jesus interceding for you. What else? Comments, questions? What is more than a conqueror? Ooh. Uh, verse 37 you're looking at? Yeah. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. He's kind of tying it to, well, there's all these questions being asked, but sort of tying it starting with 35, like who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. Um, and then he kind of inserts, a, I don't know if that's like an old famous saying or whatever. That's from Psalm um, 44. Okay, yep. And then he's like, no, we're more than conquerors, meaning like we're more than people who just like, you know, Barely squeak by, yeah. live and die by the sword, or get get corrupted by this, or like there's, uh, we're more than that, and nothing will, um, nothing, none of that would separate us from the love of Christ because of, well, the love of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I thought like he was using conquerors kind of as a word to sum up all the other words in like 35 that was just what i thought yeah so like when those things try to come along and rip us away from god's love we we conquer them we defeat them but more than that but more but more than that yeah we gain yeah because it's hard to pay but like the love of god is what we have as a reward yeah, and I wonder if that is that is the aspect of, like, you're not just, it's not like you won some random battle and now you're at just kind of holding your place in this neutral existence, but we're, we're more than conquerors because we're children of God, loved by God. Mm-hmm. And then 37 to the end kind of helps. Yeah, basically, yeah. And nothing's going to take us away from it. It's also cool to look at the list that Paul gives in 35 because Paul dealt with each one of those. Hmm. He was distressed. He was persecuted. He went hungry. He went naked. (laughs) He suffered a lot of danger, threatened by swords. So I'm sure it's not just like a random list that Paul's... Like you wonder if he writes each of those and kind of uploads a story. Like 
neither neither nakedness and he's like oh man I remember that one time and oh, there was that time and or neither persecution. <laughs> I was like, oh, which one do I talk about or which one do I think about there? It's so encouraging that we aren't just told, like, Romans 8, 1, you're more than conquerors. Like, okay, now on to Romans 9. Like, that Paul takes the time to acknowledge that these things are real. So yeah. we're not just, like, told, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, there's no condemnation. Are, there's no condemnation. Yeah. Like that, that we have an answer here for when we hear that there's no condemnation, but yet we still feel condemnation in the present. Yes. Yep. Jen, that's a really good. That's a really, really good, good thing to pull out of this. Mm. Yeah, Paul's not. He's not stupid. He knows the the life of a Christian is challenging, and it's going to be. But that's not the point. Is not that the Christian life is easy, but that it's worth it. And I wanted to, like, what I had been thinking, too, about, like, how this all ties in with the adoption theme. And it kind of goes back to that, like, I guess you feel like if you've been adopted, there's that, always that worry, well, they chose to adopt me so they could choose to, like, disown me. Sure. You know, because you're not a natural part of the family. But it's, like, that reassurance, like, just like the spirit um, mm-hmm. is witness to the fact that we're adopted. It's, like, yeah. that extra mm-hmm. um, reassurance that no, like... There's nothing that can separate us from yep. what we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will make it to the end. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy, too, just thinking, like, in the whole context of Romans. Like, Paul is, like, very explicit about how separated from God we are because of our sin. Mm-hmm. And yet he's just as reassuring mm-hmm. of, like, what our stance is because of Christ. Yeah. And that's so, that's so awesome that, mm-hmm. you know, like... Even though God knew like how much of a sinner we were, He is willing to that much take us into His family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the difference between Romans three <laughs> and <then laughs> Romans eight is like is huge, huge difference. All right, anything else? Thirty one through thirty nine. Final thoughts, questions, or comments. see if um, nor height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus so Lord I think of in height like the galaxies like or mm-hmm. just the universe like mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty big that's that's mm-hmm. still not going to be able to separate us from the love of God yep mine also makes note with the, the height that it's also uh, relates to just kind of the um, zodiac signs and just kind of like uh, just the thoughts of um, a lot of spirits kind of going along yep. with the, the zodiac signs. And totally. That's why it kind of goes with the other creatures Yep. with the height. Oh, yeah. Yep. Height and depth isn't just like, so if I build a really tall ladder, no, height is spiritual beings that are above the earth and depth even down into the grave and those 
the spirits of hell, the depth. So, pretty much this whole 38 and 39 is referring to spiritual warfare, not necessarily what we can see, right? I, I, I no think angels, no rulers. Yep. Yeah. Things, things power powers, yep. Up. Yep. Nor powers up there or powers <laughs> below. I have never read that this mm-hmm. way. Yep. It's interesting that like Satan isn't mentioned or like something more to that. <clears throat> Angels, I guess. Um, yeah, spiritual beings. Would mm-hmm. he fall under the rulers category or is that weird? Uh, I think he'd be related but still slightly distinct. Just that it's not like explicitly said, and then yeah. maybe that was intentional by Paul. Yep, yeah. Paul will often kind of lump the powers, the powers of darkness, into one kind of phrase and kind of go back and forth. How but, often does Paul mention Satan? Uh, Satan or the devil as an individual being? Uh, a good amount of times. Okay. So, he in us Second Corinthians when the thorn in the flesh, he oh, calls that a messenger yeah. from Satan. Uh, I mean, spiritual warfare, the flaming darts of Satan, but... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> things that we can see, like distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, mm-hmm. and realities that we don't even see that Jesus is interceding for and battling it for us. Nothing. Like, because Jesus is king over... The things in the physical realm and the things in the spiritual realm. He's conquered it all. Hmm. And therefore, we're going to conquer with him and rule over it all with him. Which is why Paul says we will judge angels, spiritual beings. Anything else? Going once, going twice. All right, guys, there it is. The last half of Romans 8. (laughs) The highest mountain peak along the mountain range. You can see a little bit more why people would say things like that. It really is a good chapter. (laughs) Well, we always end with just sharing a takeaway or two uh, from our discussion tonight. So, Brian, we'll, uh, we'll go in the same order. So takeaways for tonight. Let's I'm going to keep mine pretty simple. Just, uh, just kind of one of those 18, just to, I think this is a great verse that I should always try to keep in mind that my suffering now um, is, you know, very short-lived in, you know, the grand scheme of things and it'll be nothing mm-hmm. compared to the glory of God. Yep. So I'll just a great verse for 18. So I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's good. And that, that was his main motivation, exhortation to begin with. Good. Grant, for you, takeaway from tonight, or two or three. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, for sure. Um, I think for me, I just like the very last part there. I mean, that's going to probably stick with me for a while. I'm going to dwell on it. Just the, the fact that we're more than conquerors, like we're mm-hmm. adopted and um, we're loved and mm-hmm. like that's just 
it's reassuring to be reminded yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. It's like going throughout the day, you just don't really think, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm adopted into family, and yeah, I have, mm-hmm. you know, have that to rely on and mm-hmm. hope have that hope. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good reminder. Yeah, for sure. Sweet, Nicole, for you, take away too. There's a lot of really good stuff. Um, I think probably the thing that stuck out to me the most was I just kind of, I just never thought before about the contrast of like Romans 8 from the beginning of Romans and just like yeah, how, sure. how awesome it is that, you know, before our sin separated us from God and now there's nothing that can separate us from him and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. Jen, for you, take away your two. Yeah. Um, I think the discussion about creation and groaning and then yeah, like drawing good. some of the connections with childbirth and some of those like thematic language that we've seen since the beginning of this book mm-hmm. like and the beginning of Genesis and like just kind of seeing how that that comes together and um and that that eager hope that we have and then like just following that all the way through mm-hmm. to the end chapters and stuff was yeah just super encouraging awesome so good sweet g-man for you um just just that reminder of you know kind of to a little bit about god's love being perfect um inseparable and unwavering Mm -hmm. Um, so in spite of what might be going on in life like god doesn't see any one of us any different mm-hmm. um, and then I just think of how like as much as I don't want it to like my love can waver so often and sure whether it's to God or to others or, or whatever and yet mm-hmm. God is ever faithful in his love no matter what and when you mm-hmm. think that the affronts or the trespasses or whatever that I do against God are so much more significant than anything that anyone could ever do to me and yet his love is perfect in spite of that yeah mm-hmm. it's it's an it's a big encouragement yeah yeah you can see why John would say that we love him because he first loved us yeah, that's the motivation yeah that's good I'm glad you brought that up Scott for you take away your two I have a lot but like sort of going off what Gary said I'll start with like the end just that thought or reminder that there's there's also things that are not seen that are maybe trying to tear me, you know, yeah. away from the Lord and God's love prevents that mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. And just like trying to understand that and know that because it's not seen, but like when we talked about earlier, like there's good things that aren't seen yet. And so you have to have the, the hope in that. And mm-hmm. so you also have to have like the, not hope, but like the understanding that mm-hmm. there's evil things that we don't see that are being defended every day by yeah. you know the love that God has for us and, totally I think that's um, really well well way to put that and uh, just being like reminding myself that because mm-hmm. then it reminds me of like how much he cares even when I don't think mm-hmm. something's wrong with me or, yeah. or that some, I'm, yeah, I'm really battling good. something mm-hmm. you know um, then at the first the first well verse 18 was awesome mostly because not f- I mean, literally what it says is awesome, yes, but just, like, the acknowledging of the fact that sufferings exist is really important for me right now because I get really, like, heartbroken about, like, why can't, like, our world be in a better place and why can't we, like, why can't we be better people? Like, I get, I get really, like, really, I struggle with that and, like, really deep frustrations about that and Mm -hmm. it just goes back to, like, 
acknowledging that sufferings do exist and they will always exist until like a more perfect world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I need that reminder definitely. And yeah, then, uh, that's well put. Um, that's a good word. My last one is that if this is like the peak of Mount Everest, well, you, st- <laughs> you still need to get down the mountain safely. <laughs> <laughs> so not to just give up at the top here, but... <laughs> People die on the descent because they give up their. their Especially they, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> well, oh, Scott, there would be some death. <laughs> Scott, that was they get hilarious. Answer Brian's question in the next. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Scott, that was so good. Uh, I mean, you and how do you? There, there's still a lot of curves. What do you, how did you phrase it? Oh. There's more and more people die. I, I don't know if it's more, but I would be surprised. Or, yeah. There's a lot of documented deaths and expeditions that were fine all the way up to the top and then on the way down, caught in a storm. And because <laughs> <laughs> you reach the summit, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I did. I it. made and it. And then it's the descent down. Yeah, and the whew. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that was, we're gonna have to use that one now. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's so good. All right. So last week we were at the mountain peak, and now we begin our descent down. Please don't die. Yes, don't die. Love you. Oh my word, that was that was great. That is gonna be one of the best things I've ever heard in the take. That was good. That was super good. It's like three plus years. Wow. Uh, all right, Gary, for your takeaway. Um, well, I say uh, it wasn't really talk, but we're just reading back. Um, it's, um, saying like um, the whole creation has been growing together, and just like the idea of like we're all as Christians and like all creation, like we're all been suffering together. And the idea of just like yeah, the, um, like um, gosh, the uh, first second Corinthians of like if one part of the body of Christ is hurting, like we're all, we should all be hurting yeah. together. Yep. Yeah, we feel that. Shit. Yeah, and that, just like the idea of just like even if like we are hurting and we are in suffering, mm-hmm. like the body of Christ is there, and we're all hurting together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Megan, for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I would echo everything everyone else said. And I also loved how Nicole kept bringing it back to the theme of adoption, too. I think mm-hmm. that was yeah, really that was helpful. Good. Um, especially, like, just thinking about adoption a lot in the past couple of days. Just I feel like this passage really kind of mm-hmm. beefed up my um, my understanding of what adoption now means for me so mm-hmm. that was good and then especially in, in light of the end um like scott said like there's there's so much that could separate me from god but it never will mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what's well, well casey what you got <laughs> um probably for me the conversation around uh, we didn't touch on it a whole lot, but looking at uh, 23, talking about the first fruits of the Spirit, um, just and what that's going to fully entail when we are redeemed um, at the end of 23. Just honestly, I could combine like the sermon yesterday and this all together. Just being your our identity as adopted sons is something that uh, <laughs> deserved to be a, a lot more deserves a lot more attention than I was giving it so even to the comment of we will judge like angels and spiritual powers and that's part of the inheritance it's just so like it's mind boggling (laughs) so just a lot to, to keep in mind kind of as you go about your normal Christian walk is 
are you living in light of that inheritance that you're going to receive? Because as you see in the, you know, chapter eight, the second half, what's going to separate us from the love of God? Um, it's it's just man, it's, it's describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too deep for words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, obviously everything has been mentioned, but uh, I know like. I know we kind of joked about it, but Jen's comment on 28 through 30 of, like, it's all God was, it was just, like, another good reminder. And I, I feel like I've been trying to see more, like, even though I would never say that I boast in my salvation, it's not enough to just, like, not boast in myself, but do I really give so much praise and worship mm. to God for what he's done? Mm. And I think, like, I kind of just want to remain this neutral, like, well, yeah, I didn't really earn it, but... So I'll just remain in this like neutral, like not really say anything. But if if I really believe that God is the one that's done all this, and if I'm really impacted by that, like how would I not be able to just praise God for doing and accomplishing everything for me? So so even yeah, so Jen's comment was really helpful seeing that of like it is all God, and I need to recognize that and verbalize that more often. Uh, so that was really good. And then uh, the yeah the discussion on. On like especially the future and I feel like I've been seeing this in more things but how much how much future hope is a part of the New Testament like it's it's everywhere and so seeing it again is like man I just I don't think about the future in a healthy way <laughs> like not like worrying about the future but being hopeful about the future like I need to do that more and that's not a that's not a big enough part of my my daily life so that was really helpful well guys we've done what we always do we have explored deep, and we have explored wide in this last half of the chapter. And Lord willing, uh, we'll do it again next week, uh, except Megan and I will not, because we won't be here. But I'll close this in prayer, and then we can talk about kind of what small group will look like. Whew. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can call you Father, that you adopted us through faith in Jesus. And God, we really do struggle to find words to uh, talk about how great these truths are in Romans 8. So God, I thank you. Uh, for your word, thank you for scripture that it is so deep that we can swim in it for the rest of our lives and still have more to learn. Thank you for the discussion and the comments that were made tonight. And God, as we mentioned, may we really allow the identity of adopted children who are loved by you. May that shape us as we wake up tomorrow and as we live following you. God, keep us going and enduring through sufferings that we endure. God, will you continue to grow us? We thank you that you will. Thank you for doing everything for us. In Jesus' name, amen.